0: Hey everybody, and welcome to the Sunny Sixteen podcast. Uh, yeah, my name's Aid. Nice to speak to you all this week. And uh, with me are Graham and Claire. How are you doing, guys?
1: Good, good. thank you,
0: Aid. Oh, first my mistake on my part there—introducing <laughs> you both at the same time so nobody <laughs> knows who to speak. Oh, if only we knew how to edit a podcast, but we don't. So let's plough on. Claire, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. <laughs>
0: Excellent, and Graham, how are you?
2: I'm good. Um, a, a weekly update. Claire's Christmas tree has already gone. Didn't even make it till the 20th of January. This is a miserable disappointment. Yeah.
1: But if I can swizzle my screen. Is it
0: just out of shot?
1: (laughs) I realise. Yeah, it's hidden. No, my Christmas cards are still up and my Advent calendar. (laughs) In fact, the Advent calendar stayed up. It's the same one that was up all through the year. Do
0: you know what I find? If you regularly don't send Christmas cards for 20 years on the trot, people stop sending them, which is nice.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that Uh, I
0: don't like Christmas. It's not that I don't like Christmas. I really like Christmas. But Christmas uh, cards I've always found to be. Uh, I don't know they're, they're nice, but but a little bit pointless.
1: do you know a lot of um people don't send cards? You know that a lot of people have stopped sending cards, haven't they? And um, yeah, but it's nice to get real mail, isn't it? It's nice to get real mail.
2: It is. Um, is it cold in your house, Claire, because you are wearing a woolly hat, a big black woolly hat. <laughs> so either yeah. it's cold or you're about to go and burgle somebody once this call. yeah, I am
1: cat burglar. I, I literally before we came on, i I went for a walk um, (laughs) around the village (laughs) and so I've still got the hat on because it was a bit cold out but it was lovely, really nice out. It's nice, hadn't been out on a little night walk for a while.
0: Is is it a full-on balaclava if you put it down? (laughs) Has it got like eye holes?
1: No, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pull it down anyway, (laughs) it's fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's nice, isn't it? It's nice to sort of um, have a walk at different sort of times of the day. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yes, it is. Yes. I prefer lunch times because it's nice and sunny, but there you go. Um, Lisa Mm -hmm. has been here recently nice and sunny at lunch times but uh, so anyway we got a podcast this week um, uh, and uh, in true form I've done much research uh, for this podcast Um, the the thing that we have this week is is, uh, legacy photo legacy what is your as a photographer what is going to be your legacy so I duly googled photo legacy and it came up with a business called photo legacy which says Permanently closed. So (laughs) (laughs) it appears that we're all out of photo legacies. So there's yeah genuine need for the conversation. I would say, Graham, how much research have you done?
2: (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I feel like I've been doing very much on the job research. This was something that um you and I talked about briefly before Christmas and said, "At some point, we need to do this." Because as I've mentioned, I think a couple of times on here, I've been helping um Anne Marie along with other people as well, but trying to sort through John's stuff and. (laughs) really makes you think about what you leave behind both in terms of the physical stuff the gear you know whatever kit and equipment you're leaving behind for people who probably do not give a rat's ass about photography um what you're leaving behind in terms of your work whether it's prints or just a fat stack of negative sheets what happens to those and also your work in terms of like your digital work and how that's all organized and even on top of that, there's then for people who are more artists than um, piss artists, which is the category I have for myself, and there is the thing of how do you want your photographic work to be represented going forwards? Because suddenly that choice is taken away from you and. Every interpretation of what you've created before then is going to be done by somebody else. And there's so many threads to this. So um, I thought, yeah, it'd be fun to have a chat about this because it's it's made me think about different aspects of it. And, um, you know, uh, let's be real. I think there's a reasonable chunk of our listenership who is on the wrong side of 40. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, How I mean, very dare you. I know.
2: Well, I mean, that, that's all of us. Lot. I mean, not clear. Actually, no.
0: just let's clarify which side is the wrong side. <laughs> of
2: I mean, neither of them are great. Um, but um, yeah, I just think it's it's worth thinking about. And even if you're not thinking, well, what happens if I accidentally step off a cliff tomorrow? Um, I think there's there's practices that can be good to get into just for your own uh, mental health and well-being, keeping on top of organising stuff. Because yeah, as I've said before the state of john's shed um if it was a reflection of the state of his mind oh my goodness (laughs) absolute chaos is all i can say so clearly it wasn't because he was a very ordered person in that sense but um yeah so i mean aid you're out of the three of us i would say that you are the most ordered of mind person Mm. Um, i like to think so yeah so in terms of because let, let me clarify at the moment have you thrown away all your negatives do you have any negatives or have have they all gone the way of the dodo uh
0: as far as I'm aware I've thrown them all away <laughs> there might be some lurking somewhere um yeah but that that's um yeah that's just by accident rather than design it's like when I tried to get rid of all my cameras and for months afterwards I kept finding cameras and and so uh, yeah so it's um it yeah that i ha- i'm not somebody that keeps negatives um uh have a, having said that like i've got a bunch i can just pick up off my desk in front of me here isn't that listen that is a whole stack of six by four prints which i've done at home and you know i really do enjoy printing and having that but the the having prints but negatives were, we're, we're never really my thing partly because i just understood fundamentally that i am never going to do anything with those negatives hmm. you know i'm not you know, it this is this is different for everybody isn't it so so for me first of all is um i don't care if everybody hates my photographs i don't make them for other people um i don't have to worry about making money out of them and you know i don't you know i don't how owe owe anybody any photographs as such just if you know so on the rare occasions that i've shot events for people because they've asked me to i've given them all the photos they have them i don't need to worry about keeping those photos and things like that but i do like to keep the photos i just like to keep them in a digital way Uh, and and there are a few reasons for that um one of the things one of the things i'm really liking is how the software that you can use, the digital photo managing software that you can use these days is getting much cleverer at recognising what the photo is of. Because I've always been, historically, I've always been pretty one-dimensional in the way that I keyword stuff, right? So so everybody says you should keyword all your images, um, and that's great. And, you know, for, for the longest time, I was primarily making portraits of people. And so I would, you know, really be really not massively strict with myself but pretty disciplined in making sure that when there was a photo of somebody there they were keyworded right their, their name was a keyword that was put against that thing so that i could get back to it and i could create smart albums of people and stuff like that the yeah. technology's moved on so far now that it does all of that for you Um, I never really keyworded anything else. I never really keyworded cars or buildings or trees or or mountains or anything like that. Um, So my thing that I like to do is I like to keep my photos in a system that has uh, an artificial intelligence element to an AI element that Mm -hmm. that will surface all of these photos automatically because the system looks at the photos and does all the keywording and I don't have to. So that's one thing I do.
2: Um, what, what do you use for that aid? What is it that you're using that does that for you?
0: Uh, it's dead simple for me. So I stepped back from professional tools to consumer grade tools some time ago, and I just use apple photos. Um, apple photos is my main photo management. Now I don't have an Adobe subscription. Um, I'm trying to think if I actually have any other way of cataloging photos i can't i can't think of one um i don't use google photos uh, i don't use any you know any other online thing it's just all just consumer grade stuff i have a i have a mac i have an iphone you know my my photos are wherever i want them to be whenever i need them <laughs> it's that simple really um it's uh I do occasionally miss some of the power of editing stuff. But if I do, if I need to worry about that, then I have Affinity Photo and I can just use Affinity Photo for something powerful. Um so so for me, I really like consumer grade tools these days.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, so if. How are you? So you said you you got it there. So you can go and find stuff easily. But I mean, how is your archive broken down? If somebody who wasn't you just sat down at your computer, could they fairly easily just kind of go, okay, here's everything, and you know, search through it?
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's a good question. That's a good question. So I tend to create albums in in Apple Photos. Mm. So, uh and I would create albums for something that is. Some so, so whatever the thing it is, whatever type of event or journey or whatever that has generated a group of photos, you know, I'll create an album for that. So, it could be a group of photos related to a holiday, or it could be Mm. a group of photos um, that are related to uh, things like a a daily commute, which I do day after day after day, and you know, take lots of photos, like to be able to group those together into an album so I can get back to them easily enough. I'm doing one at the moment. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but I'm shooting in a particularly mashed up grainy black and white high contrast mode on my little pocket digital camera at the moment, and I'm just I've got an album for photos shot on that camera with that in that particular jPEG mode um so that I've got a, a consistency look and feel to a group of photos. Um, and uh, I've just actually I hasn't arrived yet. I was hoping to have it in time for this uh for today to talk about it um I think it's in the post but I just put together a little photo book last week um uh, of exactly that so so of all of those crunchy grainy black and white photos I've been taking over the last few months I went back and sorted through a few of them bunged 20 of them into a little paperback book and that should arrive in the next couple of days and that would be something as well
2: awesome you you talked about this last week actually I mean are, are you gonna put this out as a little zine is this going to be limited to an aid only thing or are you actually going to go Ah, oh, you know these are here and share them
0: so um ultimately my laziness uh overtook me at this point <laughs> um and so i've gone for again a very consumer grade single book um i think it you know i do know it is uh, it's um snapfish was the service that i've used and oh. they do a basic little book Ah uh, sort of a five sized book. I think it's it's nothing very special i' don't, I've never had one before, so i'm I'm waiting to see what it looks like and I'm just treating that as a test hmm. um I did think about getting uh twenty or so printed up and then maybe doing as, as a first just because you know to print twenty costs the same as printing five, right so so I thought about thought about getting twenty sort of zine style books printed up, and then I was just going to send two or three out, probably yeah, one each to you guys, um, and just ask for comment and feedback because, uh, and then maybe do a second version of it and and maybe circulate that a bit more broadly, and I still might do that. I just wanted to see my own photos in print first and see how they came out and stuff like that. So. So I think for me that sort of thing is going to be concentric circles right it's going to be me first mm. and then and then maybe a small group of people to help me edit it and and so cuz I don't claim to be very good at this stuff um and I and I'd be grateful for all the help um uh, and uh yeah then maybe maybe a zine after that so maybe that's a yeah you know, a multi step thing for me so there's a big long ramble about how I look after photos and printing stuff and things like that but but um for me, it's it's about finding stuff. So I'm always looking for the easiest way to find the photos and surface them. and I find the consumer grade tools are really good at that these days because they have AI in the background so they can tell what the photos are of. Mm. and they also have these little algorithms that make you animated videos that just pop up every few days on your phone and stuff like that. So you actually get to see the photos as well. So uh, yeah, I'm all that's 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 kind of how I'm doing it and of course negatives don't really fit into <laughs> a process like that
2: um, you know <laughs> one of the things with photographs is storage space um you know i don't shoot very much compared to an awful lot of people but even on my hard drive photographs take up a huge amount of room and as years pass, that becomes more and more space being consumed so if you're shooting a lot or if you're doing massive scans or stuff like that of things, um, space can fill up quickly. With your system aid, is everything being stored? I know you've got the iCloud where things are being passed between, but is everything being stored locally? Do Does it all live in the cloud and you just pull down what you're working on? Do you go through um, a process where every now and again you're back up to another hard drive? Because, I mean, again, like John said he had a pile, a literal pile of, I don't know, 10-plus hard drives right. um, with, I mean, who knows what on. At some point, Anne-Marie's going to have to find some system for plugging those in and seeing what's on there. I'm going to guess it's backups of photos from the many years, but they can't all sit on a working computer if you're creating a large number because it's just the storage mm-hmm. space, just this not there. So how does that work for you, Aide?
0: Um, can I answer that question at two levels? Can I answer it at a philosophical level and then at a physical level? Mm, oh, absolutely. Because because, and I don't know which way around to do it, I could tell you the physical level and let everybody who's listening to this podcast just go <gasps> in shock at my lax attitude to it all. Or I could give you the philosophy first. Which would you prefer? Let's
1: I mean, have the philosophy
0: yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And also,
2: mate. let's face it, whatever you go for, if people gasp at anything you say, they're going to fall <laughs> down dead
0: or whatever Claire and I say. <laughs> oh, well, um, If I am I supposed to be the leading example? Yeah, <laughs> I think we're on so... safe ground here that's bad that's bad okay uh well a philosophy then right so like i said yeah you know, um i i'm not doing this for everybody else i'm doing it for myself it's what i do for fun and i enjoy it um so i'm not particularly precious about what happens to the photographs Um i am uh what else can i say uh yeah it's it's something as well that you know, I have, there's a huge amount. Yeah, they do rack up. I just, I have about a terabyte of stuff at the moment. So not massive by some people's standards, but, you yeah, know, a good chunk of stuff. Um, and so uh, what I do really is I just let the cloud manage it. And part of what the iCloud does uh, is it will let you manage your local disk space by just not having things on local disks. So mm-hmm. it, at this point... um. Because I don't, I, because I don't worry too much about stuff. Because I don't expect anybody to be interested in it afterwards, and because you know nobody's looking to me to be responsible for their photos, uh, I'm fairly relaxed about what happens to them. Um, so I let the cloud manage it. So my my primary storage, if you get, if you like, where everything is, is actually in the cloud, and I just pull it down to devices as necessary. And some people will be, you know, shocked about that. I guess because, yeah, you know, people will say, well, what if the, you know, what what if something happens? Um, and I think there's two things. There two considerations there. What is it? You know, the consideration of a technical failure, and then the mm-hmm. consideration of an economic failure, right? In terms of technical failure, I'd I'd like to think that Apple are better at this than I am. <laughs> you know, um, yes, I have four terabytes of RAID drive over there on the other desk in my room, and uh, yeah, yes, the majority of my so-called archive is on there just because the cloud thing hasn't been around for all the time I've been taking photos. So yes, of course I have backups locally, um, not uh, only up to a point in time. Now maybe a point in time a couple of years back, and since the last couple of years, I've not even been bothering. To be honest, I take the card out of the camera, I stick it into a computer or a phone or whatever, um, and I upload it into the you know the cloud, uh, and then I put the card back in the camera. Um, I don't even bother putting you know taking stuff onto a local mm. hard drive anymore um so so the yeah the philosophy is to be relaxed about it because nobody gives a damn about my photography um and to be risky about it they're, they're, that that may, that then takes a huge burden of actually managing these things because if i don't really care what happens to the photographs i can just put them in one place and forget about them mm. um,
2: so, so what
0: yeah what that's happened,
2: that so um with <laughs> your stuff essentially being very much tied in with your Apple account, your cloud, all of this stuff. Um, If you're not there tomorrow, can your better half easily get access to that stuff because you are the prime photo taker now and i know what you're saying about you don't expect anyone to give a damn about the work you've made over the years which i can completely understand because i'm in the same boat not because your work's terrible but like you are the one who has all of the pictures of the children and the family and all that stuff so actually Mm -hmm. there are people who will give a damn so if you're not there tomorrow is that is that stuff easily available for people to kind of get at your account get to your stuff or is it case of well no he's gone good luck (laughs)
0: no no so so yes it is all accessible so um uh we have in our family a shared family account on a password inscription encryption app so we all have the app on our phones and and um we we have not everybody gets to see everything because of course i don't necessarily want to give my kids the keys to the castle at their relatively young age um, but certainly Emma and I can see pretty much everything of each other's stuff uh so yeah you know, yes she could get access to that you know very easily you know in in seconds um and and that's even in that would you know that's true for the for the online stuff and then of course the physical stuff it's just on the disk on the desk so you can plug the disk into the the big disks into the computer and and go from there so yeah i mean it's 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 all yeah it's it's all there but the thing is is that you who wants to trawl through all of that you know um you want something that well I certainly want something that's that's you know as automated as possible Mm. so you know it's nice to know that it's there it's nice to know that if I have a if I remember that you know um there was a school play in 2000 and 15 that was particularly good on a, a photograph in my mind. I can find that in a, just a couple of minutes because yeah. you can just dive into it. You can say, okay, I'll go look at my photos. It okay. It's 2015. Was It It was a Christmas place. It's going to be December 2015, right? And then you've got just maybe a small handful of photos or maybe a couple of hundred photos. But you know, how many photos did I take in December 2015? You know, it's, it's going to be a lot smaller than the 10, 20, 30,000 or whatever it is that is the whole bulk of stuff. yeah Yeah.
2: so Claire I'm Mm. guessing that your setup and system is probably quite different today because your work and output is very different and the things you need from it's very different so um, starting with the hard the physical side of things Mm. what is your process for dealing with your negatives and also of course all your Polaroids and stuff like that how are you dealing with those physical things and how are they carefully Um. stored
1: so negatives are basically I suppose how a lot of people store them so they're in the sleeves and then I write on the um you know with a sharpie on the on the sleeve something that I will know what the negatives are so it could be although sometimes I have <laughs> given names to certain things like I've bamboozled myself. I thought, what's this? What's this? Oh, it, usually...
2: says, it says telepath on here. <laughs> what on earth could that mean? Yeah. I have no so, idea what's on this roll.
1: So, for instance, it might say something like, I don't know, the the summer the summer uh, beach shoot with the the, the something <laughs> the sun hat or something the, the you know the moon hat or something. Mm-hmm. So I, I write in a sharpie pen, um, so it'll make sense to me. And they're just in so negatives are just in their sheets and in 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 ring fat fa- ring f- folders. Mm-hmm. Um, my Polaroids, I've lit. You know, I've got. <clears throat> I don't. I. I wouldn't like. I, I don't know how many I've actually got. I've got th- th- literally thousands. Um, so I've got like the archive um, boxes. You know, the archive ring boxes, um, and the um, I can get eight. You know, and the polythene archive um, sheet, plastic, whatever you call them. I can't think of the correct word. Uh, That's pockets. When you were speaking, I thought I should have got the exact, you know, where I get them from and everything I've got (laughs) in my bedroom. So I've literally got them all in boxes. So I've probably got about 22 boxes of those. And I've had to, I had to, to store them. I had to get a separate cabinet just to put all the boxes in just like i had to get a separate cabinet to put things like cameras and lenses and stuff like that in then i've got a couple of other boxes where i've got i've got another big deep box where i've got like the ring binders for the negatives in and some like ph- my photographic paper so i know some people put it in the fridge but i i, I don't i don't know is that, is that wrong but it's not in a hot place um and then i have another box where i've got like different magazines or things that my work I've been in I've got massive um, I've got even more archive boxes under my beds different sizes where I've got prints that I've done and all sorts of stuff or um, things that I've I've had off people so so that so physically it's like that I, I will say as well that um, on, on a theme of aid um, every year I have because I've got two nieces every year I've made like I make my mum a photo book and I use, like, you know, like a blurb or I think I have used the, what was it, the Snapfish? Uh,
0: yeah, it was I'm all, sure that well, of random, to, me. to be honest. I chose yeah. it. I have, don't think I've used it before. Um,
1: <laughs> so I make a book for her every Christmas if, um, of photo. you know, because I used to always have them up these, because they used to live away, actually, used to live in, out in the Middle East and then they used to come home to Wales for two months. And so I would take a lot of pictures of them then. And so I'd, so my mum would get a book, has had a book every Christmas and um, I'd make her a calendar as well and different things. So it's nice. So, for my nieces, it's quite nice because there's like a collection of hardback books that my mum's got in her house. And I think that isn't well, it's nice. And, and I suppose when they're old, they can look back. And so that's nice. Then 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 I do. I've tar- I have tied myself up in knots about losing work and I have lost work. So I will scan all my Polaroids up as high in high resolution TIFFs, put them all in, you know, archive them in their own in folders, you know, make a folder so it could be like, you know, Aberfrau shoot with the moon hat on. You know, it'll make sense to me and the year. Um, and then archive them all in folders. The high-res, um, I'll do a high-res TIFF and a JPEG, put them all in the folders. So store them like that. Then I'll put them into um, a cloud, upload the folders into the cloud, and then also put them onto an external hard drive. But you see, if I get if I start think overthinking it, I start thinking, well, what if that external hard drive breaks? Maybe I need to have them on two external hard drives to sort of, you know. And I started putting them on things like USB sticks. But then I got into a thing about USB sticks are going to become obsolete, aren't they? So it's like because technology changes so fast, so you're going to have to constantly move stuff, I suppose, off stuff that becomes obsolete and onto onto new stuff and it is a worry isn't it like you say because it, it's not to be honest it's not something I've thought about well if something well I have thought about my f- physical polaroids because I thought oh you know I can imagine if any, something happened to me tomorrow <laughs> someone might come into my house and think god these are a load of rubbish and just get rid of them and I'd be really sad um, you know um, it's, a tr- it's
0: a tricky one with those isn't it, it yeah it is because I mean I, I've i got yeah, yeah I've got a, a big box full of odds and sods of prints mm. and and instant photos and stuff like that I, I think uh, mm. I can't remember where it is I think there's one you know I do know where it is actually it's 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 tucked away in a cupboard um so it's not in the loft where it's going to get damp or anything mm. like that but there, there's uh yeah a, a bunch of photos and and it's yeah. almost random stuff so some of them are just you know every now and again i'll just send half a dozen pictures off to the printers you know, uh, mm. you know digitally send them off to the printers mm. just to test things like oh i quite mm. find this might look like quite good in a metallic print or mm. this one might look quite yeah you know, quite good some some mm. other way or or you know and then you get just you know, just for fun and you get to is it um I think it's photo box that yeah. do a digital print that's supposed to be a bit like a Polaroid, right? So it's a square mm-hmm. print yeah. you know, in a Polaroid font, type the... shape, and it comes in a little car- little cardboard carton like a yeah. pack of cards or something like mm. that. And they they're just a little bit of fun. Sometimes I mm. do that. Mm. Um, you know, uh, uh, yeah, pre- you know, last time we went on a a decent family holiday, which was a little while ago now. Um, you know, I I was shooting a lot of Instax Square, so I made I came home and I've made myself an actual proper photo album with about a hundred photos mm. in it, all, on, all all Instax, and that's on a bookshelf. Nice. So I've got bunches of stuff. I do these little projects mm. and little bits and bobs. Um, I wouldn't say there's a particularly mm. coherent approach to it, but there's there's a box of stuff i guess which and yeah. and by definition that stuff is sort of edited isn't it because you're sort of thinking you're not going to print out the ones that were out of focus or you know or just didn't come out you're only going to print the ones that were mm. a bit more sensible so all right
1: but the, and there's, i think there is something around you know would anyone be able to access your clouds if they (laughs) who do you tell your password to and i remember um a few years ago a friend of mine said to me about um a really good cloud that's free with i think it's got unlimited storage mega have you heard of mega mega a mega cloud and they were like mega mega yes but really really
0: when that was was that the Mm -hmm. one that was run by uh uh, a New Zealander who ended up being it ended up being really dodgy. Was it was that? I, I don't
1: know. I don't. I don't know. I, I doubt it. I I'll don't be know. honest. I don't
2: the know. words "unlimited storage" and "free" are ringing quite a lot of alarm bells or in my mind.
1: Big. Maybe I'm exaggerating "unlimited," yeah. but it was big. A friend recommended it to me, and I, they, I know they still use it. And it was a few years ago, um, you know, this is when I was a bit more lapsadaisical and you know, I so I. I <laughs> got myself an account. And it was one of those as well. Once you've got your password, if you forget your password, that's it kind of thing. And I forgot my password. So, and I t- tried to create another account and I couldn't, so I couldn't use it. So that sort of made me try and be a bit more, you know, disciplined because you can, you know, cause you can, you can lose, it. you can lose physical work though, because I always said I was always uneasy because sometimes I have to post the proper Polaroid out to to countries it, depending on the exhibition. And, um, I was always uneasy with that, but has never had any problems. And my preference has always been to maybe turn up, you know, a couple of days before and hand it to the curator, but you know, I, 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 um, anyway, I don't know. I think it might be a Brexit thing, but last year when I posted some out to Italy, they've never, they've never surfaced. So I actually lost, that was a hard lesson original work and i thought i'm never sending it again not in this climate um because i sent a couple of my friends something really small for christmas um that you know my friend one of my friends in belgium another in germany and another in israel were part of the same group and it was only something small only one of them i sent it before christmas only one of them has had their parcel arrived and that was like yesterday (laughs) so i i feel like i don't trust the postal system to deliver original works i'd rather turn up in person and hand them and get them back in person the other thing with your work claire is that
2: um never mind the risk of losing stuff through posting it or the risk of losing stuff online because you've forgotten the password um (laughs) or hard drive failure or stuff like that but shooting polaroid i mean how you've been doing this for several years now do you go how frequently do you go back and look at your early stuff and just go okay are there still pictures here has that been an issue are you starting to lose work that is just fading out over time
1: you mean degrading as yeah. in the polar or no I haven't had that the only issue I had and I think it was a, a fill the the stock issue was um the black and white um film, particularly when it was impossible. Um and I even bought those dry bags. You know, when you look at them they've gone like rusty brown now. <laughs> so they're not black and that's white. That's a anymore. look.
0: That that's a look.
1: It, it is a look. But... tone. I preferred them when they were when they came out. So, so were, do you
0: have reasonable quality scans of what they look like when yes. they came out? And I know I know the two things are very different and and you know not to be compared. but no,
1: actually no, not of my very, very early work because um, it's funny because I've got better in the last few years because my very, very early work, you know, I mean, I remember a friend of mine, um, she was round visiting. I remember it well. It was like a summer. Um, I think I was getting ready to go somewhere and I'd been it'd been like almost pretty much 10 years of me doing these Polaroids and I'd spent I've spent like thousands of pounds on all these you know outfits and film over the over the period and like really um I was because I liked doing it you know and I I I was really only on the flicker and there's I didn't have like anything and we she was laughing we were laughing and I was saying well I'll carry on you know and literally after about three days after that conversation I got an email from a a curator who'd seen my work somewhere online and was like oh I want to invite you to be in the show and that was kind of the start of things kind of rolling a bit for me yeah so it was nearly 10 years of me basically not that anyone pays attention to me now I'm not saying I'm like this big (laughs) you know I'm pretty um, you know low level but um i was like literally you know just doing it for myself then so at that point i was pretty much using flickr and which i loved i loved the community on flickr but i had basically i had a a cheap canon scanner um which i'm a a bit of a hoarder i think i only recently got rid of it even though i've got a much (laughs) proper professional scanner now. so i had a cheap scanner and i was so i wasn't really scanning at that point high-res stuff I didn't really understand scanning then I know it sounds, it sounds you just learn don't you oh so, yeah it takes years. I, look, I
0: mean you have to do these things for yeah, years and you pick up the skills as you go yeah. on one day you know quite a lot of stuff but you, you you've got to figure out that you know it's so, taken you 10 years to get there you
1: know? yeah so I didn't understand about I should be you know high-res scanning and all that and getting not you know making sure you don't have the the newton rings and anything like that at the time so so no some of so so to cut a long story short so I'm digressing but the some of my early work especially that has now turned rusty brown <laughs> um yeah no, I know I could I can't do a high-res scan of it now because um yeah it's too late but but the other ones Graham no, they haven't degraded That's um good. But in the old days, I wasn't storing them. I was literally storing them in the Polaroid boxes. Um, Either the packs of Polaroid, you know, film, using those as storage boxes and then putting them in, like, shoe boxes or something. Or at one point, um, Polaroid sold boxes, which I quite liked. And um, I don't know if they still do them, but I bought a load. And I thought they were quite good at the time. But now now I'm in, like, archive boxes you know big archive boxes with ring folders with a proper system but I do think as well it's something that you have to keep revisiting isn't it because even I think you know I I could spend probably maybe a week getting all the boxes out and sort of re going through them and making sure they're all grouped correctly by the shoot so say all this shoot is together and all that shoot is together because sometimes you get busy and I might get like someone will say to me could you send us a a certain type of a scan of that picture or that picture? And then you're going through, you know, it's much, that's why, you know, it's easy when you've got them in archive boxes, you can see them, but see, you can easily start pulling one from that place and that place, and then they're all muddled again. But I think that they still could be, there's still some work, I think for some of them, I could go back and sort of, um real yeah, that's
0: the thing that gets me because i know i'm too lazy to do that sort of stuff mm. um and so i kind of yeah you know, part partly i mean when i when i first started shooting film as a part yeah mm. moving from digital back to, uh, to, to film i did have some yeah i did have negatives in sleeves and i started a couple yeah. of folders and for a little while i was yeah, a very short while I was reasonably disciplined in you know putting a note in with those negatives and saying mm. okay this role is this and it's from this mm. time and stuff like that and yeah it, it just yeah it was, I I, it, it's just not me right that's just not that's yeah. not what I do photography for I have a whole bunch of stuff I have to be really disciplined about in my professional yeah. life photography is supposed to be the antidote to that yeah (laughs) um so it it is it is interesting anyway graham you haven't shared much about your own Mm. not yet i I, I will i will
2: come on to that it's just depressing as people and i I, i've mentioned before but anyway i just want to ask one other thing claire about your story stuff i suppose Mm. more so with polaroid stuff but also with your negatives um do you keep everything you shoot or as you're going through are you going yeah that hasn't worked bin it that hasn't worked bin it
1: i was just going to say that i'm afraid i'm one of those people i keep everything see, even the ones you see cuz cuz to me there's no such thing as a, a wasted polaroid <laughs> i mean sometimes i for instance say you have like a misfire of your camera or you've had a fault in your camera mm. or and so the the picture comes out and it's just completely dead, you know, it goes to black or whatever. Um, or it just stays that kind of, you know, that darky blue or whatever. Um, I might obviously might throw that. But you know, I've had over the years, and we all have it, you've had problems with your rollers or something's happened or the emulsions, the film's been stuck together. If it's in, you know, like we were saying last week, weren't we, about how they're so temperature sensitive. And also if you're in the hot weather, it's I always like bang the pack so they loosen um in case that it's dried out So anyway so you can get like cracks you've seen polaroids haven't you where you might you know bits of the emol- it's not, it's mm. cracked or there's bits missing um and and there's de- there's degrees of 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 that but i keep them all because i feel like sometimes they can you know i quite like them sometimes i think they could they look some of them look like really lovely kind of surreal paintings or something <laughs> hmm. when all the inks that's, go that's and you can yeah. And you can also, use, I feel like I can use some of them. You know, if I take a poll, I think, hmm, that was a bit rubbish, really. Or, you know, do, Don't do, like you, that. do
0: you do that? Do you throw yeah. it away on the spot then? Do you, if you've no. got a pack of film you, and you go, okay, well, these five are quite good, but these other three, yeah, I guess, I, are, yeah, I, I'm, not. Kind
1: of, I'm my own kind of <laughs> editor in that way, yeah. When I come home from shoot, once I'm looking at them, I, I'll go through, and I, for me, I, I'll obviously it's my view might <laughs> be someone else's you might think oh that's a load of rubbish and i'm going i'm deaf that's a definite so i always have no that's a definite that's a maybe that's a definitely not pile um but what i've noticed is i've started doing is um revisiting work because sometimes the maybe pile or the definitely no pile if i leave it for months you know and i go yeah, back and can, i think oh, like I, I, yeah you think i think i quite like that but i think that we all when you take photos, when you take photos a lot, don't you? I think we all can take a picture and think we get to know, you just know you think that's deaf. That's a definite, um, yeah, you know, in, your, so. in your own kind of view and judgment. I know other people will have a different view, but for yourself, satisfying yourself. Yeah. So I do have that pile, but I keep all the, but yes, Graham, I do. I keep all the the definitely nots as well and all the misfires. And even to the point I was keeping, <laughs> you know the black mm-hmm. the black herds. of course um, yeah yeah yep. Crap because hound. they all Blair. yeah because they have like quite sometimes quite nice sayings on them and different things and that's quite yeah keeping them all do but you... i do have thousands yeah yeah mm. i mean
2: uh, so with your polaroid stuff in particular is, mm. is that separated out so like do i know you think you've got it all by shoot is that the only way it's organized or do you have like Collections, so this is a finished collection. So, if somebody wanted to come and just go, okay, here's an instant exhibition, because I suppose the question yeah, I suppose is,
1: so by sh- yeah,
2: because by having everything in there all together, including their stuff with it, it does again looking to a future when you're not there to make these decisions because you've walked off a cliff, uh-huh. as is your want. Like, so somebody else can come along and go, okay, we're going to exhibit Claire's work, and could they? Be exhibiting and sharing pictures and saying, this is Claire's work, that if you were to walk in the seat and go, no, 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 not those ones. No, don't, oh, my God, no, not, don't share those pictures. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: no, no, actually, it's funny. And, well, now you're, now we're talking about it. If you looked at the work that's in, if you looked at it in my, if you managed to get into one of my clouds or my hard drive or whatever, and they're organised by by albums and every TIFF or whatever has a name, so that would so it'd be part of a collection. So, for instance, the the shoot I did, the twenty four hour desert psychic hotline, that's you'd you'd find that in one folder, hmm. all hmm. and the name of all the individual pictures in TIFFs and in and, and J uh, excuse me J JPEGs. However, if you went to the into my archive boxes, all that shoot will be together. But actually, I know it's the twenty-four hour psychic desert nine, But I haven't actually put that in my in my box. Actually, so that's something to think about if that makes sense. It's just uh, um, mm.
2: Jeff and Gabe have been talking quite a lot recently. Mm. Uh, the subject has come up more than once about the um, oh god, and now her name's instantly fallen out of my head. What's the name of that famous female photographer that they found all the negatives? Come on, help me the out. Duchess
0: here. of Cambridge. No, not her. The other one. <laughs> Come oh, on, um, Vivian Meyer, no,
1: Francesca Woodman.
2: No, no, yeah. the really, really yeah. obvious Vivi- Vivian one.
0: Vivian Thank Meyer. you, Vivian Meyer. Oh boy, total So I think she shoots digital.
2: <laughs> so anyway, the subject has come up, and one of the points that I think Jeff in particular has been saying is that you know they all of these negatives were found, um, and then obviously a f- relatively very small subset of those have since been shared. And so, this idea that we have of Vivian Meyer, of who she was and of Mm -hmm. her work, is something that has, is a story that's being told by somebody that isn't her. It's somebody else going, okay, well, here's the story I want to tell with the stuff there. And not there's necessarily anything wrong with that. And also, if you're in that position, then you're dead and you don't care anyway. But it is interesting to think that, you know, you could, your work and you as a photographer could. Be viewed quite differently from how you view yourself, or how others would yeah. would have viewed you. I mean, and and this is the thing that I'm yeah with,
1: I, we were talking no, about. A, yeah, I've thought that actually, because I think the same happened with Francesca Woodman. You know, Francesca Woodman, the photographer. I think well, she jumped off her, she killed herself at twenty one, didn't she? She jumped off that um of her out of her apartment window in in New York. I think. But um, her photos are lovely. But apparently, she left a huge like um, legacy, to loads and loads, thousands of negatives that have never been seen. But I think it's the same situation. I think that I think her family are curating it. Oh, was this so the one you talked
2: we, about when before Christmas? Was it Francesca? <laughs> he was the one who took those pictures of that boy with the toy hand grenade. Was that her? Or was there somebody else no no that's
1: Diane Arbus. That Arbus sorry yeah, <laughs> oh, I at... yeah they, sorry yeah, of... yeah, there's
2: another photographer who died I, I, yeah, I read yeah.
1: Arbus, yeah Francesca Woodman um I've got a book over there um you'd know her work it's nice work and and um I saw it in an exhibition and it's quite small but yeah I read that you know apparently she left thousands of of negatives and I think that her family curated. so you're right and I I thought that I thought I wonder <laughs> yeah if someone came into my archive boxes what they'd select it could potentially be oof, why that yeah if you had any thinking I'd never show I'd never have put that into So is it? But
0: I got I got a bit mm-hmm. of a problem with all of this right because you know uh not a problem with, with people having different views to me As if yeah. I had a problem with that then I'd have <laughs> I'd have been pretty stressed out most of my life but no it's not that it's 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 um because it, it, it's a multi-dimensional thing to work through isn't it so so on one level I'm thinking well you know um mm. maybe those people will see something in your work that you didn't see maybe
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: just just maybe they're better at curation because they see with a different yeah from a distance or, or whatever mm-hmm. or just maybe they're more experienced curators than, mm-hmm. than we are as individuals yeah, yeah. so maybe maybe they're better at better editors than we are right so uh, another thing is is that over time you know taste changes right yeah and th- you know uh and things that especially uh, and not just taste but let's say it was a um a, a collection of photographs uh, uh that were you know of the moment right they were they were relevant at a point in time um some of those things um Uh, change over time so i and i'm sure i've talked in the past about a book i have um by glenn e friedman who shot a lot of um the new york punk scene the the very Mm -hmm. early days of west coast hip hop and skating skateboarding Mm -hmm. and stuff like that in the 70s and early 80s Mm -hmm. um some of the it's funny and they even say it up front in his book um is that he he's got you'll have pictures of these bands playing at CBGBs in the early yeah. 80s right and stuff like that and and you'll you'll turn the page and there there'll be Henry Rollins and Black Flag right in mm. full flight and you're like wow that's you know, Henry Rollins is a leg- legendarily angry man right yeah, and then that comes through in the performance um, but he reckons and- you
1: can walk he reckons you can walk yourself out of a, a, a terrible mood oh well p- possibly Sorry, as an incident but then
0: the next page of the book will be some band you've never ever heard of all right and they were, they were and so it's like if you go back into that archive mm. now mm. right then the thing that's important is that is the picture of the band that became somewhat of a household name right yeah it's not the picture of yeah yeah it's not the picture of the band that just disappeared back into the yeah it, it, into the woodwork um, and you know as much as we should celebrate you know the good photography you know historical relevance is part of an archive mm. and a legacy isn't it so I'm I'm if there's a whole bunch of things you know uh, to think of I think here and I, I don't I won't pretend to have all the answers mm. uh, it's, it's different for everybody and it's different <laughs> for everybody of work isn't it as well I think
1: but no it's, I always think is sad as well um just quickly, and I might, maybe this is a big digression, but in my head it's kind of linked to what we're talking about. <laughs> it's, um, you know, I've mentioned him be- before. I-, I like his work, um, and I'm probably going to make, I'm not going to probably pronounce his name correctly, but Miroslav Tichy. Miroslav mm-hmm. Do you know the the photographer? Yeah, the Russian um, creep. The, the che- he was Czech. Czech yeah. Sorry, Czech. I really, and he made his own cameras, yeah. really rudimentary cameras and lenses, didn't he? And he he took photos and they're all sort of dream, a lot of of women around, but they were dreamy. I liked them. And he was not interested, you know, he was quite an interesting character, I think. And apparently he had, his house was like quite cluttered and just full stacked full of all these photos that he'd taken. And I think when he sort of, he must've been an interesting character and people got interested in him. He wasn't, he shunned publicity, I think. And apparently people stole stuff from his house, which I think is really, really terrible. Sorry, I know I sound like I'm getting all moralistic now. No, no, to be honest, Clara, I think we can all agree
2: that theft is bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but what I I think is, um, and I could be wrong, uh, uh, listeners can correct me, but I think he lived quite a kind of humble existence. But since his death, you know, some bodies have taken charge of his work and have made a lot of money on the back of him. So I feel like that's kind of, you know, he's been a bit exploited in his kind of you know yeah if that makes sense yeah and um
2: and the other thing is like i said yeah i refer to him as that perv because all the pictures i've seen of his tend to be slightly pervy pictures of you know discreetly shot pictures of women's asses and stuff like that and it's like okay but when when there's not just the, um, I mean, I completely agree with what you're saying, Ada, is that somebody else can look at your work and put together a better show than you potentially could, which is absolutely mm-hmm. true. Um, but as a representation of an individual, so so say somebody could come and look at your work, Claire, and mm-hmm. they could go through it and only pick out the bits where <laughs> you're topless or naked. And like right, these are the pictures, I'm only going to show those pictures. This is Claire Marie Bailey's work. And somebody else come along and go, oh, Claire only took pictures of herself naked or semi-naked. That's all Claire's work was. Yeah, And suddenly and that's, like, that's, you know... That's and, a
1: really small percentage of my work, uh, actually. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. But you, you yeah. leave yourself open to... It's a thing... So I was in, in conversation with um some people to, trying mm-hmm. to organise an exhibition of John's work. And there is that conversation of well what do we want to show and you know they're saying well you know we, they want to try and make it as broad as possible to include stuff and they're saying well should we print stuff off and I said well look you know John's prints are the, the thing that he did they were the finished product so as much as possible try and work with what's there but mm-hmm. um, it, it's very diffi- difficult uh, like I said I think yeah. in this case it's going to be a case of a broad scale thing of this is his work and his journey but it's very easy for people to take a large body of work and pick out a subset of it and present that as this is what this person did maybe not intentionally trying to say this is all that this person did that may never have been what they wanted to do but if that's mm-hmm. all that goes on show then yeah. um you know yeah. you, for all we know the 99% of Vivian Myers pictures might be of cats um and they yeah. just decided not to share those, which is crazy. I mean, obviously they would have done if they were mostly of cats, because that's where the real money is. But you just, you just don't know, do you? It's um...
0: so, so one of the things I put down because I was making a list of things right for, to prep for this conversation, and it's just a short list about you know what what my, my photo legacy. The thing at the top of my leg of my photo legacy list is start a foundation like Martin Parr. Yeah.
1: Oh <laughs> I, yeah. yeah,
0: because if you can create so I mean apart from it, you know, uh it being just a bit of a fun thought for me personally, um, you know, you can if you can create some momentum around your body of work whilst you are still alive, then hopefully some of that momentum will continue on into the future when you're yeah, when you're no longer in charge. Mm.
2: You control um, the narrative, right? I mean that's basically what that Yeah,
0: is. to a point. I mm. mean, you know, uh it's yeah, it's it's tricky it's a tricky one because people will do what people will do, but um yeah it's uh, but but you can you can at least uh, or, or in his case i mean martin Parr, of course being a magnum photographer also has one of the most you know established and respected pho- photography agencies in the world you know helping him out don't they mm. so um, so there's so there's that way as well i mean it's i think i i it's interesting I mean yes, I mean the the, the the bit that we've just talked about about you know what might be a very small percentage uh, of Claire's work you know wouldn't wouldn't necessarily want to be remembered for, for that and we want to be remembered for for different stuff and and more stuff um, it's it's a it's a tricky one. it's a tricky one. you can get you can get there is, is that an argument then for us self-publishing right should we all be self-publishing and I don't just mean on you know, Facebook whatever that might be um but it's it, but but actually having some level of control over what we do so so this little book that i put together this week what should i do with that should i actually make that into a zine should i circulate it to people um uh, not you know it's forget about yeah, the the economic side of that—whether it costs me money or whether I make money out of it—that's not the point of the question at this point. Um, its question is: do we do we want to be in control of our own destiny, and do we want to be putting our work out there in a way that has some level of longevity? And not every, not all of us are going to have access to gallery shows, and uh-huh. and uh, and to you know, Magnum, and you know, not all of us are going to be able to create our own foundation. But should should we be self-publishing? I
2: think there's a lot to be, I think that genuinely for that reason is an awful lot to be said for that. I think as if you are creating, you know, if you are creating work for, a, a, let's use the word loosely, artistic, you know, you're trying to create art, trying to create art, whether it's landscape photography, portrait photography, whatever it might be. Um, I think putting it out there especially, I mean, you can do it online because you said you can do it on a website. I mean, I guess if you've got your own website, this is a good as way, but whether it's on that or whether it's through a photo book or whatever, and you can actually put it out in a way that expresses what it means to you. So it's collected together in a way that is how you want it shown with or without words. Then that is your, your statement of intent. And like, yes, this okay. is what this work means to me this is the work that was important to me at this time and this is how i want it to be shared with everybody else and like i said you you control that narrative um whereas if it is just a Lightroom catalog full of pictures that somebody else can go well yeah of cats (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly then then somebody else will have to come along and go i don't i don't know you know i mean it's it's been really helpful the yeah. fact that over the last couple of years, John has been doing his zines because yes. that was a thing. You know, he was doing all his other work as well, but his zines are a clear statement of these are the things that are important to me at the moment. This is what I want to be. This is what I'm thinking about. This is what I'm writing about. And so, you know, in the um, when Hamish was talking about the. Um, photography through the pandemic book you know he's asking okay well what what do we want to share of john's well here's he the first go-to because this is what was important to him especially through the pandemic this is what he was doing so um
0: yeah, yeah and that's i think that's yeah that that's a really good point mm. um you know so helping people i mean i've, I've heard variations on on that as a theme um over the years mostly oddly enough in the uh, in the context of backups rather than you know legacy and and future uh, uh you know in the sense that you know say you know, print print the best dozen photos know mm. uh, you, you've you've taken all year get to the end of the year enjoy a holiday period you know where you're stuck at home and it's dark and what have you uh, and go through the photos for the year, and print a dozen of your favourites, and and put them away somewhere, and and make sure that people know that you know this is where you're storing the photographs that you really liked that you took, you know. So so safe people have to go through tens of thousands of things online, which is always going to be hard. Um, uh, you know say to them, yeah, here's the you, know, you end up maybe with. I mean, yeah, you know, I've been reasonably into photography for maybe 13 years now so if mm. i had i'd have you know maybe 150 prints at that under that basis wouldn't i, I mean, yeah 150 160 170 prints on that basis that people could actually say "Yeah, oh, this is what adrian was doing year by year you know so i think that's yeah, really good because mm. as you said otherwise
2: if you are essentially saying well here, here's everything that i did you go through it you're just making a nightmare chore for anyone yeah. that they will probably never ever do um, i think I,
0: refer- referencing it as, as a reference though for yeah. people who have specific questions and you know i think that then you go because you can imagine again oh yeah you know you could be you could be talking 10 years later right <laughs> yeah you know, we say oh yeah 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 remember that time yeah, we did X. Remember that family holiday we had, or something when so and so is with us. You know, and they're no, they're not with us anymore. But yeah, you know, let, let's go back and have a look at the photos of them. I don't remember when it was. It was when we went to, yeah, it was when we went to Dorset to the coast, and and yeah, yeah we spent a week there, and it was an amazing week. Let's go back and find that. And you know, at that point, having mm-hmm. a big archive that is broadly easy to navigate would be really would be really fantastic and even if the the proper photos are prints and proper photos are analog and um, even if you just think of a digital library as just being the index mm. right at least you could find you know you find them in a digital library really easily and go ah yeah okay right and then it's, so I know when this was so it turns out I was wrong it was it wasn't you know 1985 it was 1987 that we did that okay so now i can mm-hmm. go yeah i can look for the, the the negatives or the prints or whatever and, mm-hmm. and be reasonably and find them reasonably easily i think i think that definitely has a place but yeah i wouldn't want to you know as a reference point and as a yeah you know, but i wouldn't want people to have to go through all the crappy photos i've taken in the mm-hmm. last, you know umpteen years yeah yeah but, yeah um <laughs> As but I
1: people I... kind of, I'm sorry. No, no, on. go
2: for it,
0: Claire.
1: No, I was just saying, but, you know, last week we are talking again about family photo albums, isn't it? That's what, you know, people were, weren't they, archiving their photos quite naturally, putting them in an album, putting it with the year and the dates and yeah. all st- family photos over the years, yeah?
2: I, yeah, I still think that's the best. I mean, the, the easiest way to mm-hmm. enjoy and sort through photos is still physically. I mean, no, no, whilst computers can make dealing with them in bulk more convenient, but um it's still more pleasurable going through physical photos oh yeah
0: yeah but it wouldn't be pleasurable going through ten thousand physical <laughs> no. photos so so you do need to be a little bit selective <laughs> absolutely you know? so, uh that's why i prefer on balance so going back to the whole yeah circling back around to the beginning of the conversation yeah. you know have i thrown away all my negatives Are they, yeah because i wouldn't want anybody to have to d- to go through that hmm but but yeah you know, could i give could i leave behind a, a selection of prints which i quite liked and was quite pleased with how they came out then yeah absolutely so if i shoot five rolls of film on holiday and and i get you know 15 really good shots out of those five rolls of film that's cool i'll print the 15 right mm. um it's why i always had my negatives scanned rather than printed cuz yeah. my hit rate honestly was, wasn't high enough to justify printing a whole roll of film mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so maybe yeah. if i was better maybe if i was a better photographer who knows um i
2: can't
1: throwing away negatives though
2: i think but that's because you like me claire you like to print so the idea of chucking away negatives is it just wouldn't occur to you because it's like well but then i can't i can't ever print from those i mean to, i'll just go very quickly through my um my system He says, using a word. I'm going to keep it really brief because I know I've talked about this in the past. Essentially, all of my negatives go into negative sleeves and into a ring binder. That's it. That is the sum total of the organisation that happens there. They're not labelled. They're not written on. They're not in any sort of order whatsoever. They're just in there. Um, So that's that. I did sort out last year colour from black and white, I think, to make it easy to find stuff. But that is it. There, There is no order whatsoever. So if I want to find the negative... I'm going to have to sit there and go through page after page after page holding them up to the light and going, what the hell's on this one? What the hell's on this one? It's a nightmare. My, <laughs> everything that I shoot obviously gets scanned in um, mm. and goes, and I, I use Lightroom um, and it gets catalogued there. The only cataloguing it gets is is by the date that I scan the film in. So that is the only way you're going to find things is by the date that you're scanned the thing. So, but it's, I mean, it's there um mm. older digital stuff is uh, b- b- ironically ironically bizarrely more of a problem because with the older digital stuff because i was shooting raw um yeah. some of those files don't auto convert so to look at some of the pictures i took in the early days on my canon in particular um mm. you'd have to go into lightroom find the picture in lightroom and then export it uh, so unless i've already exported it then people aren't going to be able to see those. But again, if I haven't already exported it, it was probably rubbish, so they're fine. Um, but I've never done I didn't any... Know that
0: was a pro- I didn't know that was a problem, actually. For, for I thought Lightroom had a massive back catalogue of cameras that's files it that knew how to read.
2: I think... The, and it may not be a problem at all now, um, but it wasn't Lightroom. I think it was more a case of back in 2011 when I started doing this, that um, Windows Photo Viewer couldn't open raw files Ah, right. and, and maybe yeah, yeah. it can open them all now and it's all fine but um it, that was certainly a problem that i had and i've never bothered to go back and sort it out mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean that's just a nightmare for anybody to have to deal with at a later point um
0: yeah i always when i shoot raw with digital um which on a, on a big camera is, is all the time, just because you might as well, um, on a little camera, it depends. I mean, I'll shoot RAW plus JPEG on a little camera, but if I'm in one of those fancy muck up the pixels modes that only dissip- yeah, only give a JPEG, which is just a JPEG. Mm. But this is another thing about um, that using the cloud uh, service, one cloud service or another, and by, and I particularly mean a photo management cloud service, not just a file management cloud service. He said, there's always this talk about well, what happens when they can't read your files anymore um yeah you know, jpegs aren't going to be around forever they no. bloody well are right and if they're not then the people who run the clouds are going to have an economic imperative mm. to convert the jpegs to whatever file is the new upcoming thing right mm. so so it's going to be far easier to do that than it is you know, again to use use services out there that have been built for these things and it is to to manage it all yourself which, which could be technically very challenging especially as as mm-hmm. time goes on yeah um you know what happens when you have uh yeah your disk drive that's got a bunch of uh you know is no longer the same plug-in that your computer needs yeah all Right. so i actually have uh my, my raid system one of the reasons i wanted to get everything into the cloud finally once and for all is my raid system is a thunderbolt 2 system um, and that means it works with a certain generation of Mac computers, and that's about it. Now, as it happens, right, I have an old Mac that I could just plug that in and it works fairly speedily. Um, I think it can also use USB, but it's a slower, mm. older version of USB, and it's a funny connector, and I don't have the cable and all that sort of stuff. So if I can get it all into a device independent system, then I'm, yeah, I'm better off, I think. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I didn't know there'd be yeah. Well, hopefully, Lightroom will be able to read all your RAW files, Graham. Sorry, I'm, I just started rambling again. And <laughs> no, no, no. Telling no, us it's... about your sophisticated backup system. <laughs> oh, yes, very. I necessary. was going to
1: ask you just a question. Do you seem really confident that you would not regret throwing away your negatives? That you would never, like, in a couple of years, think, "Oh, I wish I'd not done that now," because I, I could, I could. I feel like I would like to. <laughs> like so, prints or something
0: uh, th- i guess there's a couple of things right one one is that in the years that i did keep them i never once looked at them
1: yeah
0: um and the other thing is i like to keep moving forward
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: so again c- and, and again this is all made possible because this is this is i have the luxury of photography just being a playground for me Mm. Right. Um, that That is a, a fantastic position. And I love it. And um, mm. I, you yeah, know, when you pe- people say, you know, you read these articles, sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, people say, I'm just an amateur. It's like, oh, celebrate it, right. Celebrate being amateur. And then sometimes you read these blog posts from professional, you know, died in the World professional photographers who say, you really, really do enjoy being an amateur. Being a professional brings a whole bunch of burden with it. You know, that, that you have to, mm-hmm. you know, a lot more responsibility. Um, so, you know, if I lost half my archive overnight eh, so what um, right if I lost the main archive overnight and all I had was things I'd shared with other people um or you know the old Flickr stream we used to have mm-hmm. when the kids were tiny and you know which is basically a thousand or more pictures of them going to the swings um it's it it's you can move on you can take more photos you know and and we all I grew up. When, if you had a handful of photos, you'd consider yourself lucky. So I don't, I don't, I'm not bound by having yeah. tens of thousands of photographs. Tens of thousands of photographs for me is an entirely unnecessary number <laughs> of photographs, right? Yeah, um, I've got several photos of my grandparents when they were younger. Mm. So, yeah, like, but, but literally like a handful. Mm. I, and and some of them are taken as early. Uh, one of my grandfathers was was a keen photographer, actually, and so we've got you know, some photos that were taken in perhaps the the early nineteen thirties. Mm. Um, uh, and they're just stuff, yeah, just normal stuff. There's yeah, a couple of portraits, and you know, he's obviously put on nice. a tie to have his portrait taken and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, and and half a dozen of those is enough. <laughs> you don't, you, know, I don't feel. Lost because I don't have 10,000 photographs mm-hmm. of my granddad.
1: That's quite, I, mean, I bet that must feel quite, I don't know, does it feel quite liberating? I don't know, because it reminds me of, um, I've had a couple of friends who, like, in the advent, you know, with like not just CDs when streaming and that, they just got rid of all their vinyl collections.
0: Yeah, I have no vinyl anymore. I never had a massive vinyl collection, but I don't have it. it. I got rid of all my CDs. I had about 400 CDs. I had shelf upon shelf upon shelf of Mm. books, paperback novels. I, I kept a select few so that I could give my children a taster of different types of they say different types of story they're all sci-fi paperback novels but there are very many sub-genres mm. of science fiction so you know i keep yeah you know, i've got mm. you know i've kept one or two cyberpunk's and one or two space operas mm. and one or, yeah yeah right and yeah so so admittedly it's a bit of a niche within a niche right mm. but but I, I gave away my books books. I gave them uh, same same with the CDs, and I gave them to Oxfam. Uh, and two good things happen, right? Two good things happen if you do that. One is that other people get to enjoy them, and the other is that money is made from them such that less fortunate people can be helped out by the charity.
1: Yeah.
2: All the directors of Oxfam controversial. Yeah. <laughs> are you a big fan of Oxfam, Claire? I'm sure you are.
1: <laughs> so... Mm-hmm.
0: All charities have their, mm. all, yeah. All charities have their skeletons in the closet, don't they? But
1: oh, you know, they do. <laughs> um, don't start me off. <laughs>
0: I'm not going. I'm not going there. Don't worry. But the point yeah, is, no. is that yeah, you know, yeah. Other people can enjoy them if you if so yeah. so. Yeah. You know,
1: um. It's in. Uh, it's in, It's interesting because when if I travel, I it, it is nice if you travel light. I think and like you say, if you you've got like your your you know you've got your music on your phone or whatever. And I've got a Kindle and obviously that's, uh, oh, yeah, I love my Kindle. But I, yeah. Well, this is the thing I've got a Kindle, but I still prefer. Well, most of the time I have to admit, I forget that I can read. I, I went through this phase of, <laughs> I used to <laughs> read <it>. No, <laughs> what I mean by that is, <laughs> I myself actually, it's good to read because I, I used to really enjoy reading and then I stopped. And then I went through a phase of buying all the books and, and putting them on the shelves as if like, the stories and all the information is going to seep into me through osmosis but I still if I want if I go on holiday or something and I want to read a book I still prefer a, a physical book yeah. to, to a kindle
0: that's really interesting mm-hmm. I mean if it's um if it's, it is a book of words like a novel right I will mm-hmm. absolutely always go for the kindle if it's something that has got you know some element of pictures in it like oh clearly a photograph, a photo book is is Mm. not something that is easy to consume on a kindle and you will lose a a huge amount of the experience trying to do that Mm. um uh, so it'd be kind of pointless it kind of ruin it wouldn't it let's be honest Mm. so i wouldn't do that but the day that today i mostly buy when i buy books i do still buy books but i buy Mm. books that just wouldn't make any sense Yeah, on, on a Kindle. Kindle. So so anything I'm reading, be it fiction or non fiction, I'll put it I'll buy it on a Kindle and then mm. and then if it's something that is you know mm. ha- uh, you know is more than words then mm. i I would buy a physical book for it.
2: Or if it's the single uh, More Than Words by the band Extreme, you'll also get that on a Kindle. I thing. knew
0: that's what you were smoking <laughs> at. Just the moment I said it I was like oh, do you know what? So it's on like a complete tangent. My kids are really into Rick rolling at the moment. Oh, no. Right. How did Rick rolling become a thing for like for current primary school kids?
2: I think it's because it was a thing for the rest of the world eight years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the, the, but yeah, poor old Rick Astley, right? I remember when that song came out. He had a hard enough time when that song came out. I mean, it was popular for a few weeks, but people did take the piss a bit because of the dancing in the video. Hmm. And then, like, yeah, every five years or so, it will happen again to get into him, poor fella.
2: Well, you say poor fellow, but that does mean that you know, primary school children in the year twenty twenty one know who Rick Astley is. I think he's probably okay with that. I think so, he's and they're quite all
0: picking a... it up on Spotify. Uh-huh. I bet if I'm going to have a quick look, I'm going to go into Spotify now, right? Other platforms are available, and <laughs> I'm going to call up Rick Astley, and I'm going to see how many plays right if he's anywhere close i don't know if you know who's like typically ed sheeran is winning spotify right uh, i don't know if that's the quite for for who's got the most plays but often it, yeah ed sheeran is right up there yeah <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah so never gonna give you up has half a billion plays <laughs> on
2: spotify <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, I don't think there are many other contemporaneous songs of that ilk that are going to be quite in that realm. So
0: I think no, but, I think but, he's probably all right. But just to just to give you an example, um, and it is an example right from the top of the tree. "Shape of You" by Ed Sheeran now has over three billion plays on Spotify, and that's just one platform. Three billion plays on one platform. Yeah and that's not his only multi that's not his only multi-billion uh hit Um, perfect as well has nearly two billion plays and yeah and bad habits i don't know bad habits actually i probably would if i heard it It has nearly a billion so so pretty soon ed sheeran is going to have three songs all with over a billion plays i don't think he's i don't think that's the most i think there are other artists that have done quite well out of it but i I couldn't see
2: what any of those songs sound like and i'm all right with that. Um, and just very quickly I'm picking on what you said, bizarrely, I-, I bought today, I bought two CDs today because like you, Aid, I got rid of... No, not, not, not that bizarre. Kate Bush? Uh, no, also not Kate Bush. I have all of Kate Bush on vinyl, many duplicates actually. Um, mm-hmm. But I got rid of all of my CDs 10 years, no, more than 10 years ago. I had just got rid of all of them. And... Now I'm starting to you know, build up my collection of vinyl stuff, but mm. some things aren't available on vinyl, or some things, if they are available, are out of my price range. But the other thing is that some things are also just not available to stream. Mm. We all have this kind of great, oh yeah, you know, go to Spotify, go to YouTube Music, whatever, and I'll just listen to it there. You won't, because some stuff isn't there. That's I, a really good point. I I, I bought a CD. I, I should probably mention, with also, I don't have a CD player i'll rectify that at some point but i bought the cd last year because the, the idea i can't remember where this album popped into my head but um i wanted to get a record by the band gorky zygotic minky everyone's favorite band gorky zygotic minky okay. and their early stuff when they're on the record label angst the welsh record label angst mm-hmm. it's just not on the streaming services for whatever reason it's just not available so i bought the cd last year of this particular record i wanted um i haven't been able to listen to it because i don't have a cd player but like last week and i shared this picture on twitter i think it was last week mm-hmm. schneid and i went into our into whitney our local town and went to the record store, and this record was just there and schneid recognized it because she's seen this bloody cd just lying on the sideboard for the last year she went, isn't that the cd You've got, oh, they've got the record here and so i bought that so i've actually been able to listen to it it's great and i'm very happy but awesome. yeah
0: CDs. So that, that, that is that is good. Yeah. I mean, I should have probably said, yeah, I'd completely forgotten actually, but I, I, I think I still have about 30 CDs and it was exactly that. It was, I went through my CD collection and some of it was just stuff I didn't particularly care about because you buy stuff and it's not always great. Um the ones that I liked that I couldn't find on a streaming service I kept mm. and it's 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 no more than thirty, I don't think it's just a mm. few bits and bobs. Some of them were just like rare ones or some of them were you know, the odd the odd band that you know had fizzled out by the time the streaming services kicked in and their back catalog was never picked up and stuff like mm. that. Or, you know, some of them, I guess were. Conscientious objectors, you know, I, I, so I had to buy, rebuy all of the Taylor Swift back catalogue on CD. So.
1: <laughs> but do you remember? It's interesting, isn't it? When um that's what I'm saying everyone started selling their vinyl because CDs were, they were like the the cool new thing, and they were going to be unbreakable. You're not old
0: enough to. Remember you couldn't that,
1: scratch them. No, but if you look <laughs> at, at the history, no, if you look at the history. And it was a, it wasn't, it was a con, wasn't it? <laughs> and so everyone's a lot of <laughs> people back camp. to vinyl. So you know, we get we get sucked into these things, don't we? We've had um... a lot of conversations about NFTs haven't we, <laughs> behind the. Behind so the that's things. the other yes, thing. you can get sucked the... in, and it's like moving with the times. And then there's certain things that you can get swept away with, and you think, hang on here, vinyl feel... is much is good, much better quality. But and it's something about. Yeah, with, let's digress. we cannot, style we style cannot be, go be down be the reference. vinyl. But yeah, I, yeah. I just
2: before we move past this, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to go back to my filing system because I think I've I said, I made it quite clear that it's a shambles, and. For somebody but that's else to come okay. in, it, well, that's, it's not okay. It doesn't okay make
0: because, you a bad person.
2: No, no, it doesn't. Well, I mean, that <laughs> that particular thing doesn't make me a bad person. Unfortunately, I have a slew of other things which very much do.
1: It's the shambles you're archiving?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it's a shambles. Like for somebody else to come in afterwards, it'd be a disaster because, like I said, in terms of the physical stuff, nothing's labelled, and in terms of the digital stuff, they'd have to know their way around. Lightroom and whatever and no anyway
0: it's okay because if if you don't become famous nobody will care if you do become famous somebody will pay somebody to go through it yeah absolutely fine
1: wouldn't it be interesting if we each went into each other's places to archive each other's works and order it <laughs> how it would turn out so. yeah, i
2: think <laughs> i want to archive a's work because it sounds like he's already done it all very nicely yeah. um but the other thing and i think this is probably more specific to me than it is to certainly to you aid because it would take you three minutes to do it and if that and again <laughs> less of you get is equipment because this is the other side of the thing and this yeah. is the, like i said this is the reason actually that i want to talk about this so We'll talk about the actual event coming up, but, um, and Simon Forster has been helping me with this, I've been in the process of going through John's equipment for mm-hmm. Anne-Marie, sorting out what's there, figuring out how much it's worth, what conditions it's in, what's working, all that, because it all needs to be sold. Because Anne-Marie's yeah. not a photographer. She's sure as hell not a darkroom printer. It all needs to go. And um, it's a lot. And luckily, and f- I'm really glad to be able to do this, we're <laughs> here to help Anne-Marie with this. But... um, It's made me think about, okay, well, if I fell down dead tomorrow, how would my family, how would Sinead, what would they do with my fairly substantial pile of cameras? Because as far as they're concerned, they all look the same. How do they know?
0: Many of them are the same. Many of them are
2: the same. But, you know, like, how do they know what's worth £100 what's worth five pounds i mean clue most of them are (laughs) worth five pounds but um it certainly made me feel like okay one one job that i am going to do is go through and make a spreadsheet listing all of my stuff so that they can look and go okay what cameras are worth finding and selling what cameras are you know donate or give away or whatever And like i said the majority of them fall very much into the latter category on that one but I would like them to know, okay, yeah, you know, my Olympus OM1, my Nikon F3, my Yashikas, pull those out. Those are the ones you want to find and sell. And then, you know, I can say they're working because otherwise how, how do people who are not into photography have the first clue where to start with any of this stuff? They haven't,
0: you know,
1: Yeah.
0: No I'll be honest idea. with you, Graham, I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So with, with that, cause I don't, you yeah, know, that's a, that's a, uh, a passion isn't it right that's that's yeah. a dive in it's a proper deep passion and hobby and you know to know to know these things and especially seeing is you know the you know the value of things and the interest people have in things changes over time yeah as well, so.
1: I, th- I think i suppose the internet now would help people i mean in in early days people did not know the value of stuff did they that's mm. why you'd see on ebay you could see i i know sometimes you'd see sx70 cameras that were going very cheaply you won't you won't see that now No. or you'll see people trying to sell them for ridiculous amounts of money and they're not even working but
2: yeah absolutely i
1: suppose i don't know maybe the internet would help i don't know if he typed Itty in the model numbers yeah. i don't know it,
2: i mean it does and that's what we've been doing but, with john's stuff like even though simon yeah. and i are both you know especially simon here you know, he's a dealer or at least he was a dealer yeah he, but even we've been using these resources but i've got over 60 cameras i think and um a very small proportion of those, very, very small proportion of those, are worth spending the time to look and go, okay, how much is this worth at the moment on eBay? Um, yeah. A m- reasonable chunk of them are, well, you know, they're, they're f- fun, vintage cameras that people may want for £10 or whatever, and then there's a reasonable amount of them that are probably just like, no, these, maybe, well, actually there's not a reasonable amount, most of my cameras do work, I don't tend to keep stuff that doesn't work, but you know you you want to uh, working on the assumption that people will be a, a bit sad that you're not there anymore that is a a big leap for me admittedly but people have already got enough no. on their plate to deal with <laughs> they'll be going bing bong the arsehole's dead um but um know, yeah, you want to make stuff as easy as possible for people to deal with what's there and whether mm-hmm. that is physical gear cameras and stuff like that or um all your prints and your archive stuff you just yeah I, it, you want to make interesting it interesting
0: to know when if you're if you're serious about doing that what what you feel when you come out the other side of a process like that because yeah yeah a lot it's for me for me having you know in and i've spoken about it a lot as, as we all know but having been through a, a process of unburdening myself of, of photographic equipment mm. yeah a few years back um uh, I I feel better for that as we all know because mm. I've said it lots um, and it's extended into other areas of my life as well and just trying to simplify uh, and And it's amazing just for example how much time you can get back if you don't have a shit ton of stuff to look after yeah. mm. right you know, um, uh, and yeah and in my case it's yeah with small wins right because I still have you know two children that take up a fast amount of time and effort and energy but that's that's a cool thing well, that's family um but the you know simplifying things is, is can be a real boost yeah so i'll be really interested to know how you feel when if you go through that process um i'm go- actually what am i kidding if you go through that bro. i'm no, going no, with
2: no I, I will i will well, the thing is like it is that Marie Nicondo thing of is it Marie Nicondo? and now i'm not sure whether i'm just saying so that... it's
0: something like that i can't remember her name exactly <laughs> it, i don't think it's something like
2: that <laughs> recondo yeah i'm calling marine Marie condo because that's again i dream of cameras and put that word in my head um of if you pick up things do they bring you joy and the thing is. All of the cameras, I pick them up and I play with them. And go, yeah, this is bringing me joy. Unfortunately, well, that's really cool. It's... That is really
0: cool. Um, it's it, what it's, uh, and you know. It, as long as that remains true mm. in, enjoy your cameras because yeah. that is yeah that's that's the best thing right so for for me it was the other way around it yeah. Really, yeah so it, it it got to be a problem yeah but
1: um, best, you'll, you'll just buy them back graham well i you'll mean, just regret selling them and go buy them back. yeah well i, I wouldn't because i couldn't
2: afford to but yeah i mean actually i've not got any intentions of getting rid of i've i've mm. have i've got rid of stuff that didn't and maybe there'll be other stuff in the future that I'll go, actually, no, this isn't. I've got this, and, you know, there's always a possibility of that. But I've I've stopped buying stuff really these days. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, yeah, that, that's on my to-do list because I think that... Because as you said, eh, like, the reality is with my photos, whether it's as negatives or files on Lightroom, nobody's really going to care. And the pictures that I thought were good and that maybe other members of my family or friends would care about, I've shared those with them already. They're already out there. They've, been, they've seen those and they have access to them. If they just sat on my computer or in my negatives there's a reason for that there's a reason they haven't seen them it's because they weren't i didn't feel they were worth seeing so um yeah it's uh but the actual stuff that is on my to-do list. Not that I'm planning on going anywhere anytime soon. It's as much of my own notification as anything else. But,
0: um... mm, but if it's part of enjoying your hobby, if it means that you have to go and play with every camera yeah. just to, you know, to capture it. Press in, every in... shutter button. That's so yeah, much fun. Yeah, that could be fun, right? Absolutely. What's, what's not fun about that?
2: Can we talk about, just quickly then, um, the inciting event that is inciting and exciting event <laughs> before aid falls asleep? Um Sorry. We talked about before Christmas a desire to arrange a um, community get-together to celebrate John, to do something nice, and just to get together and have some fun. We'd hoped to do something in January, but um, time marches is ever onwards. But we are going to be doing something in February. So this is going to be an event in two parts. Uh, it is all going to be happening on the same day. This is going to be on February the 26th, mm-hmm. which is a Saturday. And it is going to comprise of a photo walk around Coventry in the morning um, and in the afternoon. We will go back to uh, Anne-Marie's house where the dark shed is. And um, essentially it will be a kind of a celebration farewell to the dark room. Because the dark room is going to be being repurposed. Anne-Marie is doing something fun and making her use of it going forwards. And that will be happening in March. So there's going to be a farewell to the dark room. Um which will also involve selling off the smaller darkroom bits and pieces and ephemera that there is around from film clips to light stands to whatever else there is trays all sorts of stuff you never know what's going to be there there's going to be various bits and pieces um and we would love you guys to come to b- both of those things, both the photo walk and the event and reason the afternoon to sort of make a real fun day of it. And, you know, maybe pick up something fun uh, or I mean, I'm not sure how fun a film clip is or a developing tray. You make your own fun. With useful those
0: Useful as well as fun. very useful. useful very
2: stage. useful. Um, and mm. um, you know, and there are also a few bigger bits that we're looking to find a home for. Hopefully, be sharing a list of those on over the weekend on Twitter that we're trying to sell. Um, <coughs> so keep an eye open mm. for that. Um, there will be more information following we will get a i will put it on photowalk.me at some point in the near future so that people can sign up to say look we'll be coming to this because it would be helpful to know numbers um but yeah we would love to see people so again that's coventry on the 26th of february um i will be there you're hoping to be there aren't you aid
0: uh yeah i'll be there i
2: think rach is hoping to be there as well um claire can't unfortunately
1: um, I'm doing a dark. Room you're like doing.
2: You're busy doing dark room stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it should be good. So put that in your diary, please. Coventry is nice and centrally located. It should be a good time. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say about that. Or oh, except, I'm going uh, I think we've very loosely teased this before, but I'm gonna tease it a bit more now because we're getting, I feel like we're getting closer. <laughs> um, we're also working towards. Doing something with film in John's memory, and we're getting a little closer to doing that. <laughs> By which I mean, <laughs> bought, bought, bought some stuff and got some other stuff on the way. So, um, you know, watch this space <laughs> <laughs> patiently.
0: You know, yeah, not too hard. Though, not too
2: hard now, but stuff is going to happen for sure, for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I've got on that front at the moment. I.
0: Yes. Interesting conversation actually today. Mm. I think yeah, it's it's uh by 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 way of of wrapping up. I've enjoyed the conversation. It's it's easy to talk about a lot of the sort of very mechanical things, isn't it? It's it's been good to add to that conversation today. You know, what is a legacy and you know what do you want to be remembered for and, mm. and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh we have been the Sunny 16 podcast. Mm-hmm um and uh yeah hope some of what we've been talking about um uh is useful to you today um and not just filled you with horror about how (laughs) how much disregard we have for stuff (laughs) and things and or how disorganized we are or or whatever um yeah everybody's different it's a it's it's an inclusive thing the art of photography uh we uh yeah we'll say goodbye now um so we'll play you out with rachel's band rocker you can get that album promises i should have kept uh and you can get that on all decent internet places i don't know if you can buy it in a physical format graham do you know that i
2: don't know i i doubt easily
0: <laughs> mm, yeah that'd be a shame be nice to say i i want to buy the cassette out of a souk a, a pretty yeah no, not a briefcase, a suitcase. Yeah, mm-hmm. outside the gig, that's where I want to get my copy. I want it to be, and I want the inlay of the cassette to be written in biro.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that seems right. reasonable. Or
0: Xeroxed. I want it photocopied, right? Mm-hmm. If I, yeah. Cassettes so that's, that's...
2: are coming back now, right? We've. They we've, are. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I can get on board that trend. Like I said, I bought a couple of CDs today, despite not having a CD player. But I'm not sure I can go cassettes because they they weren't good. Cassettes were not a good
0: medium. <laughs> They were, good at the, they were good for carrying around in your pocket, right? Yeah, like Walkman, exactly. Walkmans were great. Yes. Right? I, they were good for that. Anyway, um, I don't know if you can get Rachel's music on cassette. It'd be nice if you could just to <laughs> say you had it or just to listen to it if you've mm-hmm. still got a cassette player. Anyway, uh, where did I get to in getting us out of this show? I can't remember. I think we've done most of it, haven't we? Yeah. Um, it's probably best to say just thank you and uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.